As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. We've got a special pre-draft interview edition for you today and uh, I had the pleasure of watching one Brock Purdy train for the NFL Combine. He's on his way to Indianapolis now, but he has spent the last couple months in St. Augustine, Florida, where he is training with a, a quarterback trainer named Will Hewlett and a, a performance trainer named Tom Gormelli, who has a really interesting kind of philosophy and and hasn't worked with a lot of football guys. He's more of a baseball guy. And it was crazy when I went to see Brock throw last week, I get to the field and I see a bunch of guys stretching and and Brock's there. Obviously I recognize him from Iowa state. He started there for four years. So uh, one of the more, you know, famous figures in college football, the last few years. And I see some some receivers that are that, you know played in small colleges or have played in the NFL who are there to to get some work in but also catch some passes from Brock and I see this guy who shows up and I'm sure he's an NFL tight end he's like 6'4 245 I mean looks like he came out of NFL central casting and I see him stretching out I'm like okay this guy's going to be catching some passes from Brock I mean I watched Brock throw a lot of passes to Charlie Kohler so I got to figure out who the heck this guy is and then he pulls out a baseball glove. And I realized, oh, wait, this is this is a major league pitcher. It's Mike Bauman from the Baltimore Orioles who throws, you know, high 90s fastball, uh, throws a 92 mile an hour slider. I can't even imagine being in the batter's box with this dude on the pitcher's mound. And the reason he's there and, and a couple of his teammates were also there. Uh, so Tom Gormelli works primarily with baseball players and he with the pitchers he works specifically on arm care making sure that that their arms stay fresh enough and their shoulders are healthy enough because the obviously the act of pitching in the major leagues is a violent act to one's shoulder and so there's a lot of science that goes into the the arm care and the baseball people are so far ahead of the football people when it comes to arm care and that's that's the one thing I, I found fascinating was learning from from Brock and Tom, and you can read my story about it in The Athletic, uh, which, by the way, uh, theathletic.com slash Andy Staples, $1 a month for your first six months. You can read that story today, and you can hear Brock talk about it a little bit in a few minutes, 
But the science behind it is pretty interesting because, you know, with baseball players, they they are putting their shoulders and, and elbows through so much in the act of pitching that arm health is is critically important. It's what it's what keeps their careers going and and basically tells them how much money they're going to be able to make as professional baseball players. For football players, it's a little bit different. For quarterbacks, even though they're throwing, the act of throwing a football is not nearly as stressful on the joints as the act of, of throwing a baseball in a professional game. So these guys don't necessarily break down because they throw too much. But what happens with a lot of, of football players, and you know, you've seen quarterbacks kind of do this with the a little bit more of a baseball mentality. Tom Brady, a very famous one, worked out with Tom House, who came from a baseball background. But most football players, most quarterbacks, aren't really taking care of their arms the way that a major league pitcher would, and they probably should. And, and it's interesting talking to Tom Gormelli about this because what he is hoping to do, and he's, he's worked with a few different uh, NFL quarterbacks. He's worked with Nathan Peterman, John Wolford. Uh, he worked with Ian Book last year. He wants them to learn to take care of their arms the way pitchers do, and not so much to prolong their careers, but to keep them mechanically sound. Because when, when you have a dead arm, let's say you get to training camp and you've thrown a bunch of passes a bunch of days in a row and your arm's maybe not quite ready for that yet, you, you can have a dead arm or a, you know kind of a, an achy arm and a quarterback will make mechanical changes to overcompensate for that. that they'll, they'll try to, to get the same velocity on the ball even though their arm's not feeling quite right. And they'll screw up their mechanics. And that's really not something you can fix in season. And so what they do is they just go around with messed up mechanics and try to fix it at the end of the season. That can mess you up. That can also shorten your career if you're not playing effectively. So for Brock Purdy, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's, it's an interesting story with him because this is a guy nobody expected to start when he got to Iowa State. He winds up starting as a true freshman and then starting for four years. Helped Iowa State, Matt Campbell, and, and a really special group of players there reset the expectations for that program. I mean, they, when when Matt Campbell got there, when Brock Purdy got there, that was a program you thought, okay, they're probably going to finish near the bottom of the Big 12 most years. By the end of Brock Purdy's career there, that was a program you expected to be near the top of the Big 12 most seasons and, and competing for the Big 12 title. So he made a big difference there. The question is, can he stick in the NFL and and I could see him having a fairly long NFL career that the guy he he reminds me of a little bit physically and I don't think I realized this until I saw him up close the other day he's very physically similar to Gardner Minshew and and Gardner Minshew started for the Jacksonville Jaguars he's currently the backup for the Eagles I, I'd venture to say Gardner Minshew is going to have a 10 to 15 year NFL career but the the the, the thing that they share in common massive thighs. I I mean, I don't know how they find shorts. These guys have huge quads and it's a skies out, thighs out day for them at all times. And I think that that probably makes them sturdy. Brock was a pretty durable quarterback in college. Uh, Gardner seems pretty durable in the NFL and maybe that, that helps. But Brock also is the kind of guy who, you know, he's going to be good on the board. He's going to be good in the locker room. And there is a chance for him to earn an NFL paycheck for a long, long time. 
And I'm not discounting the possibility of him becoming a starting quarterback in the NFL. I, I realize that that he doesn't have necessarily physically what they are looking for in a starting quarterback, but that just means they're not going to draft him all that high. That doesn't mean he's not going to get a chance because he's going to get into a camp. He's going to impress people on the board. He, he's going to impress his teammates. And then, and then we'll see what happens. But I, I will bet that Brock Purdy winds up drawing an NFL paycheck for quite some time. And just listen to him during this interview. You, you, will, you will understand why his Iowa State teammates loved him so much, why Iowa State fans loved him so much. And he's going to give you a, a recruiting pitch for Ames, Iowa. And you, heck, you may want to move there by the end. He's, he's pretty convincing. So here is Brock Purdy as he trains for the NFL draft. All right, I am here in the mobile studio with, with Brock Purdy, four-year starting quarterback at Iowa State. And Brock, I, all right, I got to ask you this because you could have, because of the extra COVID year, been like the first ever Power Five five-year starting quarterback. What made you decide? All right, I'm, I'm, I'm now. I'm, I'm ready to go to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been interesting for sure. But you know, for my family and I, I think I did everything I could. You know, at Iowa State. Um, in terms of going there, growing as a person, and, and doing my thing as a quarterback and ready to play at the next level. So it was time. So we're here in, in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. You've just gotten through a workout, and, and you're doing the traditional QB training, but with a twist because you're working uh, with, with a place called Torque Sports Performance where like, you're working alongside Major League Baseball players. There are three Baltimore Orioles working out with you today, two pitchers and a position player. And, you know, w- what are they doing with your arm that, you know, that they've brought from baseball? Yeah, I mean, so Tom Gormelli has done a great job of taking the science really behind a pitcher and really just a baseball player in general. Um, you know, the amount of throws that they have to make with all that volume throughout the year and stuff and keeping them healthy and really translate to the quarterback position in football. Um, really the same idea with, you know, using your pelvis, you know, having that be your base when throwing and then just the arm pattern and sequencing um, that goes along with it that he learned from baseball. Um, it's It all translates um, to the quarterback position. So came down here. I've learned so much. Um, you know, I thought I was already polished as a quarterback, you know, yeah. played four years, power five football, that kind of stuff, played in all these games. Um, but coming down here and learning the science behind, you know, what it really looks like to have good sequencing as, as a thrower. Yeah. Um, Tom has explained that and it's been amazing. That's what, cause I, I, you know, you were in the weight room and, and you do kind of a traditional weight workout as well, where you you know, you'll do the, the box jumps and the deadlifts and all that stuff, but you were using the, like it was a stick basically. And it almost looked like one of those shake weight things, yeah. but it wasn't. And, and Tom explained it to me, like what, what it's doing to your arm. And then you were doing, you, you had these cuffs on your wrists and how, so that's, they call that arm care in baseball, but how much of a difference does it make when you go through that and then you come back to throw the next time? Oh, I mean, it's huge. Um, I don't know if I knew that in college, like the importance of that. Um, obviously now I do, but I'm throwing five days a week in a row with a lot of volume now, you know, obviously getting ready for the combine, the pro day and all that kind of stuff. And, and every single day, my arms feeling fresh and I'm like, man, how? And so, but yeah, Tom has put me through all these, you know, workouts where I'm sequencing my arm, um, doing certain workouts before I throw that prep it and prime it. And then I'm able to throw and then post throwing, there's a whole nother, uh, parts of throwing, um, where, you know, I'm now, all right, I'm, 
decentralizing everything that I just did on the field with my arm, you know, calming it down, making sure I'm still getting, you know, um, a good workout within it. But, um, you know, he's definitely opened up my mind in, in terms of understanding what my arm needs at that moment, post and pre-throwing. And um, it's only going to, you know, be better from here on out for my whole career. Did you ever think you'd be this scientific talking about your arm? Yeah, no. Uh, when he was first explaining all this stuff to me, and even still now, it's like sometimes I'm like, dude, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> but he does a great job of, you know, taking taking me through it, like baby steps and everything. But I'm slowly starting to understand more and more. We'll be right back after these words. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Has it has it hit you yet that that the run at Iowa State is done? You you, you know you're on to the, the next chapter because that was it felt like you came out of nowhere as a freshman, and then it felt like you were the starting quarterback at Iowa State forever. Because what you guys did during that time, we were talking about this earlier. You changed the expectation for that program to where you know we talk about Iowa State in terms of of winning a Big Twelve title. And, and we never would have talked about that before. How much, how much do you think back now on, on just how far you guys came? Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a remarkable four years. It went by quick. A lot of people were like, man, it seemed like you were there forever. But in my eyes, man, it's like I came in as an 18-year-old and you know, I just left and I still feel pretty young. And, um, but yeah, overall, I think just being able to create a culture there where winning is the mentality and that it's possible – um, you know, before I feel like guys went there and it's like, okay, we're going to be, you know, sort of towards the bottom of the totem pole in the Big 12 and, and just around Power 5 football in general. But to go there, make a name for ourselves and, and um, you know, give everyone there hope and belief like, man, we have what it takes to go and compete and be in these games and win those games. Um, that's what, I, you know, my class and I wanted to do the most and I think we did it. So your recruitment fascinates me because you were in the first class that had the early signing period and you were a by like your recruitment was a byproduct that nobody I don't know if anybody even realized was going to happen. You know, you you had no offers going into that early signing period. Boise State offers you right at right at the end, and you you were gonna you weren't sure if you're going to take it. You decide to take a visit, and all of a sudden, you've got until the next signing day, and everybody else shows up. Yeah, it was um it was it was strange. You know, I got Boise State right before that first signing day, and. I told my parents, I'm like, man, should I, you know, sign tomorrow <laughs> without taking a visit or anything? And they said, no, wait it out. Let's go visit it. And um, and then sure enough, all these other schools called in. And honestly, they just needed, you know, another quarterback on their roster uh, because other guys had signed and gone places on that early early signing period. 
And for me, I didn't take that like, oh, I'm, you know, scraps or anything like that. I, I just knew I needed a shot at the end of the day. I need, I need an opportunity, go in there. And that's what I got. Um, you know, I obviously chose Coach Campbell, Iowa State. I wanted to go and build some something somewhere. And um, once I got my opportunity, you know, five games into the season, my yeah. freshman year, I went with it. And, um, you know, I didn't look back. So I'm very thankful everything shook out the way it did. And, and Kyle Kempt was the returning starter when you got there. And that relationship between you guys was was fascinating to me because a lot of guys would not have handled things the way Kyle did. You guys wound up being really tight. He wound up being part of the staff and and helping you all along the way. How, how much did that help? Yeah. Um, obviously, the past four years, he's been like a big brother to me. Um, you know, he's probably the most selfless person I've ever met when it comes to being, you know, in a football locker room as a player, you know, my freshman year, you know, we were teammates and, um, you know, I come in and then we start winning games and he's hurt. And then when he comes back and he's healthy, like he understood what his role was with the team. And, and he was always there for me, you know, with whatever it was, you know, going into a game with, um, prepping for a team and here's what I'm seeing. Here's my experiences. So he's always been great in that aspect. And, um, the past four years, he's always been in my corner and very thankful for him, man. So, Let's talk Matt Campbell because that, this is a guy who who has just revolutionized the program at Iowa State. But I heard you make a point on a podcast about a month ago that I had not thought about, and and now I, that I think about it, it, it probably makes Matt Campbell even better suited for for now because you mentioned that he is a what you see is what you get kind of guy. He's not a salesman, and it seems like in an era when guys can come in and then transfer whenever they want. Somebody like that's going to keep their roster together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, with all this portal transferring and stuff, a lot of people have different thoughts and opinions on it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it does go both ways for the player and coach. It um, it keeps coaches accountable, you know, for when they're recruiting guys, you know, they, you know, they're going to have to practice what they preach. And But Coach Campbell's always been that way um, from, from the jump. He's been the guy who, you know, when you're getting recruited, he tells you how it is. And um, you go in there, and he's the same guy, and he keeps everyone united no matter what you go through and what you face um, as a team throughout the season and all that kind of stuff. And so for him during this time, uh, him and his staff, I think they're going to thrive from it just because, you know, I think <laughs> you can sort of see the true colors of coaches when you go in. Yeah. And, um, but Coach Campbell, I always say, man, it's all about culture. It's all about being who you say you are. And and um, so he's he's been remarkable in that area, and he's going to thrive from it. So was it him that kind of was the deciding factor for you? Because you 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 had Texas A and M, Alabama, UCF. I mean, Boise State, obviously, a lot of a lot of places at that point were were very interested. Yeah, um, yeah, I just loved his belief in going somewhere and and wanting to build something that really hadn't been done before. Um, you know, that was sort of just like my story with high school as well. I went to a high school that you know wasn't dominant or right. anything, but I've always wanted to go somewhere and start something and show everybody like, hey, this is, you know, how it can be done and and you can win here no matter what with whoever you got as long as you can believe and have hope, man. And so Coach Campbell preached that to me and I was like, I'm all in. So now you're in the pre-draft process and I'm curious, what are the the similarities and differences between the pre-draft process and and the recruiting process? Yeah, I think it's, I'll start with the differences. I mean, it's a little different because, you know, now it's not, you're, you're not going to go somewhere and be with the team for four years, no matter what. It's a lot more cutthroat. You know, it's, um, it's, a, it's more of a business. And I think I understand that everyone else understands that. So I'm going in like it's a job interview. 
um, where college is, you know, you're going to go commit to a school for four years and you can grow and develop and you can grow and develop and stuff, obviously still being a professional, but man, it's like, you know, you're going out there and you got to show coaches what you're about and, you know, you're offering them, you know, your ability to go and win, right? That's what I want to see. So, um, it's a little bit more cutthroat, but, um, I think at the end of the day, it's still finding that love for the game. Um, just taking it to the next level and um, trying to compete with the best of the best at this point. Now, you've got the combine coming up. The interview portion of the combine, that, that seems to be what the, you know, we watch the 40s and the, the how many times you bench press 225 and all that stuff. But I imagine the teams are probably getting more out of the interviews. How do you go into to meeting with teams? I know you've, you've already met with some. You were at the Shrine Bowl and got to, to meet with teams there. But how, how do you approach that process? Yeah, I think go in and just be authentic, be who I am um, so that coaches, GMs, whoever it is that I'm meeting with, um, that they see who I am, um, how I learn, how I interact with them and what kind of person I am. Because I feel like, you know, that's, you know, behind the film and everything, like when you get into the locker room, like I'm, you know, the kind of guy that gets everyone together. I'm like the glue and um, I feel like I can take people and help elevate their game some way, somehow. And I get along with everyone. Right. Um, So. I think being able to sit down and show them who I am on the board with X's and O's um, will be great. And then obviously just what kind of guy I am relationally with players and teammates. Um, so that'll be great. Speaking of the X's and O's, how much does the you guys – like I, I don't think I could say what the Iowa State offense is because it seemed to kind of morph based on the talents of, of your skill guys with each year. But you did a lot of different things. You did under center stuff. You did – you know, you were, you were in the gun, you know, like a lot of guys, but it seems like you had a more diverse offense than, than a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, coach Manning. Um, so he came in in 2019, he was with, um, Nick Sirianni and the Colts for a year. Mm -hmm. So he really took, you know, their playbook and installed it with us for the last three years that I was there. And so we ran in the NFL offense. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of shifts and motions and, the play calls are long and lengthy, which was great for us, um, you know, obviously for the next level. But we did a lot. We used a lot of tight ends. We used our running back a lot. Um, and then obviously you could spread it out and throw it. So, I mean, I think we did a lot, um, which was great for me in preparation for, you know, what's to come at the next level. But, um, you know, at the same time, he did a great job of keeping it simple and, and get the ball to our, to our best players. That's what it comes down to at the end of the yeah. day. So if you, get, if you get, like, some guy who comes out of a West Coast – system and he wants you to to rattle off that because what do they, they they get you on the board and then they they give you the play name and then they take it away and make you repeat it right <laughs> yeah how, uh, how are you at that pretty good yeah you can tell me it you know it'll take me a couple seconds to you know capture it in my mind and then be able to spit it back out but um i think coach manning did help me and he's uh he's got me to this point where i can you know rattle some some long what is the plays. longest play you would have had to rattle off man longest play you want a, like an example? Yeah, or, yeah. All right, we can go. Uh, let's go sink right flex, you know, F near. Um, and then we'll go flash 61, um, Y vista left, X post um, with F cards. And so I don't You've know. essentially told every single person on the offense what to yeah, do. Yeah, there's a lot of tagging yeah, and everything, yeah, but yeah, yeah, the shifts and motions with Coach Manning at Iowa State was probably what 
was the most difficult because, man, every single play, it's like, all right, I got to remember who am I shifting, who am I motioning, and then the play call. And all so, of that was in what you just told me. Yes, sir. That, yeah. That is, so it's all, yeah. That's that's the crazy part. Is I played offensive line, so I was just listening for the protection. That's, that's yeah, all I care about. Exactly. But yeah, get, get, get to the part that, that affects me. Yeah. But they all affect you. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got to know everyone's responsibilities and assignments. And, I mean, that's playing quarterback, so. I'm not sitting here and I'm acting like I'm the only guy on the earth. Yeah. There's a bunch of other guys that can but do it. You but you are, this is, this is something that a lot of the guys coming out of college now have never done, have never had to do. So I, I would imagine that that does make you a little more comfortable as you, as you move forward. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think, you know, just the mental part of the game is I think what's going to separate people, you know, moving forward, especially at the quarterback position in the NFL. Um, you know, you can get away with some stuff in college as being a playmaker and everything, but the mental side of things um, at the next levels, what's going to you know, yeah. keep you around for a while or not. So um, I'm excited for that, though. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So you were always a the play is never over kind of guy. Do you did how did your coaches handle that? Was that were they okay with that all of the time, most of the time, or did they did they ever tell you, hey, sometimes it's over? Yeah, there's some pros and cons to it. Um, I think early on in my career, I had that high school instinct to you know continue to try to make something out of nothing. Um, but then there's times where man, you got to manage the game, you got to throw the ball away, be willing to punt. Um, and, and that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you don't want to handcuff a player and, and take away what's made what's made them special their whole career. And um, if that's extending plays and making a crazy touchdown or a crazy first down, like, great. Like, that's part of your game. Um, but at the same time, like I said, you got to know the situation, know how to manage a game and, and um, you know, take what the defense gives you and be willing to get off the field. So that's something that I had to learn uh, pretty early. But uh, at the same time, I think Coach Campbell did a great job of letting me play the way I play. What I'm trying to think, which play kind of epitomizes like the whole stadium thought you were done and you were like, nah, we, we, we still got something we can do here. Yeah, I think I always immediately think of like in 2019, we we're playing Texas. Oh, yeah. Literally okay. the first play of the second half. And I drop back. There's four guys in my face and I backdoor escape and. You know, it literally looks like, all right, he should just throw the ball away here. But then I had a receiver who, like, did a big wheel early on in the play, and he ended up 50 yards, 55 yards down the field, backside <laughs> as I'm rolling left. And I just flipped my hips through it, and uh, everyone in the stadium was like, are you kidding me? Like, it was pretty sweet. It, it was now, fun. It, is that – you guys obviously work on scramble drills and, and, and that sort of thing. What does is, what is he know to do? when he sees you escape, does he break off his route and just go find some open space? Is that? Yeah. Um, obviously there's some rules to the scramble drill. If you're deep, you should come down. If you're short, you should go up that, those kind of things. But, um, I think receivers and tight ends, like, you know, have a good feel for, all right, where's the space, where's the quarterback running and where do I have to get to? So, um, I did, you know, a lot of scrambling, I think. Um, so the receivers, they got used to, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes it fun. 
Well, and, and flipping your hips, now now you know so much more about how to flip your hips. Yeah. I learned more about the pelvis today than I think I ever knew in my whole life. Exactly. So. Yeah. Shout out Tom Gormelli. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it, it, is, it is amazing how, how different and, and how much more specialized the training gets when you have all day to train for this. You know, when, when you think back to, to that recruiting process and you said, all, all I want is a chance. With the NFL, do you, do you kind of feel the same way? Yeah. Um, you know, there's still like that same chip on my shoulder where like, you know, there's always the doubters. There's always people, uh, well, you know, at the next level, you won't be able to get it done. I, I've been hearing that really my whole life coming out of high school and now college. So, and that's great. That's not something that, oh, it adds more fuel to the fire for me. Like I'm, I'm going out there to try to prove myself, right? Like I know I have what it takes and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just need that one shot, that one chance, and I know I'll make the most of it. So that's just the belief and confidence I have in myself. And, and um, yeah, I'm a competitor at the end of the day. So so on, on September 30th, do you walk up to whoever your head coach is at the time and be like, you know it starts tomorrow, right? Yeah. You can't say that, can you? You can never, say, you can never introduce the concept of Brocktober yourself, can you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't. Yeah, I try not to pay attention to any of that kind of stuff. How much but, fun was that though? When when you got a month named after you in yeah. Ames, Iowa? Yeah, I mean it's it's fun. Obviously, my teammates joke around with it more than anybody, so I hear it from them. But we have some good jokes and good times with it, so it's fun. All right, so you are you are a kid from from suburban Phoenix who fell in love with Central Iowa. I think most people who live you know on the near the coasts or in in the sun sunny areas would go, how? What is it? So sell us. You you be Matt Campbell for a day. What is it about Ames, Iowa that makes it one of the greatest college towns in America? Man, the people. Um, and I can honestly say that. You know, coming from Arizona, I always tell people Arizona, like where I'm from, is almost like a mini California. You know, it's really, you know, well populated. Everybody's from somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot going on. It's boom, 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 boom. But you get up to, you know, Iowa and the Midwest in general, you got people who you know, the way of life is a lot more calmer. They care about you. And I'm not saying they don't in Arizona, right. but everyone helps each other out. You know, they're all, a lot of them are farmers and um, that's just the thing up there. And so going up there, you know, if you want to be around good people, good relationships and a place where you can grow as a human being, that's the place. So, all right. So you, you've got a little brother playing now, Chuba. He, he went through the recruiting. He, he got the big time recruiting. Everybody in the world wanted him. He goes to Florida state uh, gets hurt and, and needs a fresh start. He's in Nebraska now. What What's the advice you have to him as he goes into to a competition in Nebraska? Yeah, um, honestly for him, just just keeping it simple, going out, you played this game your whole life, and and uh, obviously you got a fresh new start, which is great, um, but go over there. And, and again, it's almost like the same thing of going to Iowa State, just you know, give everyone belief and hope. You know, yeah. They have what it takes um, to win there and win big. And, um, you know, they've just fell, fell, fell in short um, the past couple of years with, you know, certain games and stuff. So go over there, give him belief and hope, and I know that he can. He's done it in high school. He's done it everywhere that he's gone. And um, you'll be good from there and let everything else go. So, Brock Purdy, your arm has been poked and prodded in every possible way, but it is now ready to throw again. Thank you so much for joining us, and, uh, and good luck with, with those next few throwing rounds before the combine. Yes, sir. Thank you for the time. 